Welcome to the Naked Truth. Peace to you. Let's pick up where we left off. It's Monday. I'm sorry, Wednesday. So we're um, on in the Old Testament. We're in the book of Exodus, the second book in the Bible in the Old Testament, um, chapter 24. So let's begin. Now he said to Moses, come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel and worship from afar. So if I pronounced any of these names wrong, as always, forgive me for that. Um, it says now he said to them and the he is capitalized and it's saying come up to the Lord. So if it was the Lord talking, why wouldn't the Lord said, why wouldn't the Lord just say come up to me? So it seems to me it's not talking about the Lord speaking here. It's talking about the angel that was um, to accompany them on their uh, wilderness uh, odyssey, we'll call it. Um that that's who's giving them the order to go up to the Lord and have a, some face time with God, uh, at least with the Lord that they're that's being identified with the entity being identified as the Lord in this um, chapter. And if you've read with me before, you know why I say it that way. And but in in a nutshell, it's because the word Lord uh, is translated from many different words in the Old Testament, not in the New, not from what Jesus says, not in the red letters. But many different de- deities, entities, names being called and translated to the word Lord in the Old Testament. And, if we, well, if you've read with me in the last few chapters especially, you can see why it doesn't seem likely that the entity that they're talking to or talking about uh, could possibly be the Lord God Almighty. It seems more than likely, or more likely than not, it's... um religion it's religion setting up these ordinances statutes and basically dogma for people to follow even though many of them aren't followed you know even now uh chapter verse two and moses alone shall come near the lord but they shall not come near nor shall the people go up with him so again it doesn't seem like since it's not being spoken in first person but um and saying the lord instead of come up to me it doesn't seem like it's the Lord speaking to them and which would actually go along with um, uh, some parts of the New Testament say that no one's ever heard God's voice at any time or seen his form, even though you have people interacting with an entity being described as the Lord. Um, so anyway, they're being told to that Moses needs to head up there that be up the mountain again for uh, more time with the Lord and take all those others with them, the 70 others, the elders, as they're called, um, and then others by name. But they aren't the ones that are actually going to have the face time. They're just to accompany Moses uh, on the on the trek up the mountain. Verse 3, so Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the judgments. And all the people answered with one voice and said, all the words which the Lord has said, we will do. So... Moses is the one who's giving these laws and things to the people and, you know, attributing it to uh, messages he's getting from uh, the Lord Almighty. I'll just leave it at that. And the people are agreeing to um, be obedient to it. Verse four, and Moses wrote all the words of the Lord and he rose early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain and 12 pillars according to the 12 tribes of Israel. So, um, it's beginning the pillars again with the pillars the phallic symbols again and again that keep getting mentioned throughout the old testament throughout the bible um p 
penis-shaped monuments, tall and hard, just like the Washington Monument, if you want to think of it, uh, or a totem pole, um, that people seem to be drawn to worship uh, again and again. And it's a solid sign of patriarchy that exists in the Bible and even according even endorsed by uh, the entities being described as the Lord. And it seems unlikely that God Almighty, who creates males and females and people in between, would prefer one over the other, especially when the first one that's mentioned, uh, at least among the first ones mentioned, Adam, was both. Although churches always seem to forget that fact, that Adam was male and female, and the female part of him was removed to create Eve. And that's according to the Bible. And not even the whole female part of him, only one part, a rib, was removed that took him, uh, that was used to birth Eve. Um, But, you know, like I said, churches don't mention any of that. Instead, they go a completely opposite direction and dig up dogma on their own, write it up and preach that, uh, that the LGBT are somehow demonic and that kind of nonsense. Not in the Bible at all. Especially not anything Jesus said, for sure. Um, so anyway, they've set up 12 pillars, and it's according to the 12 tribes, but we've gone over that also. i do not not really sure how it's considered 12 tribes, since uh, it, the, the number that they count comes to more than 12. It, it, depending on how you count it, it's 12, 13, or even 14, um, depending on Joseph, Manasseh, Ephraim, how you count those. But it's saying 12. Verse 5, then he sent young men of the children of Israel who offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings of oxen to the Lord. So um, this seems to be, again, the start of the religion, the dogma, the uh, upsetting it up of how to worship and how these people are organizing their worship ceremonies. And it includes the animal sacrifices, burnt offerings and all of that. Uh, stuff that if you're saying you live by the Old Testament and the New, then why aren't you still doing that? Why aren't you still making animal animal sacrifices at your churches? Verse 6, And Moses took half the blood and put it in basins, and half the blood he sprinkled on the altar. So, I mean, this is probably a good reason why it's not done now. All that uh, blood play or blood uh, interaction with blood, from especially from animals, it's a it's believed to be by um modern science one of the reasons or part of the reasons diseases jump from animals to humans because the you're, you're they're either living too close to them in some cases people are sleeping with their animals having sex with their animals and when i say sleeping with them i mean just physically sleeping getting rest with your animals and that being enough to pass their bugs their uh diseases to humans viruses and back and 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 so forth from animals to humans think the bird flu think mad cow think uh even some believe covid started that way with those um wet markets um handling all those body fluids of animals is a good way to catch something just like handling human body fluids is a good way to catch something as even the old testament tells you the life is in the blood so there is life in there uh it's the life that sustains the human body but it's also the blood is also what sustains those different viruses and things so anyway that's what they're doing they're um 
handling the blood, the bloodletting and all of that of the animals, the, the sacrifices. Then he took the book of the covenant and read in the hearing of all of the people. And they said, all that the Lord has said, we will do and be obedient. So this book of the covenant is the first time it's being mentioned. There hasn't been any um, covenant book that I can remember being mentioned at all. In fact, this uh, seems to be, uh, I don't know what it's referring to, unless it's, like I said before, it's people who passed on the traditions, passed on the narrative, intermingled with the different cultures they were um, enslaved by, conquered by, and um, and um, uh, di- the spread to the diaspora to um, intermingling their own story with those stories and with those histories and those religions and traditions. The same thing, some of the same things barred in the previous uh, chapter that you're not supposed to mix your, uh, and I'll just call it religion, but it says gods. You're not supposed to mix your worship with their worship because um, it would be a snare. And it seems to me that's exactly what happened and it's exactly what it is. It's a snare. It's dogma. It's useless. It's just keeping people trapped into thinking, oh, this is the righteous thing to do because this organization told me to, even though you can't point it out anywhere in the Bible from uh, cover to cover, such as, and it's no offense intended to anyone, Lent. There's nothing in Lent, uh, there's nothing in the Bible about avoiding meat uh, during, uh, at all for um, a Lent or um and the fish and all there's nothing about that now there's traditions uh, that go back that tell you to do that but that's not in the bible and yet people do it and think that it's the righteous religious thing to do which it may be but the point is it's not in there it's not written it's something people cooked up um so anyway this book of the covenant first time mentioning it it says that uh moses has read that to them and the only thing I could think of that it might be talking about is it's a list of those uh, ordinances, statutes, laws, and stuff given in the last couple of chapters that um, like such as the Ten Commandments. But would you really need to keep reading that to people? It's not that hard to remember them. It's mostly things you wouldn't want done to you. You shouldn't be doing to other people, whether it's stealing, lying, killing, all of that. That's what the Ten basically consists of, coveting, coveting. Uh, idol worship, all of that stuff, but whatever it is, he's reading it to them, and so that they can all hear it, and they're all agreeing to be obedient to it. Verse eight, and Moses took the blood, sprinkled it on the people, and said, "This is the blood of the covenant which the Lord has made with you, according to all these words." So again, I, if you're being loyal to the Old Testament and the New, where where is this happening at? What churches, what synagogues, temples are still doing that? And that's not to say some aren't still doing it, because there are absolutely plenty of religions that still believe in animal sacrifices, still believe in all the blood activity. Uh, they just don't go by Christianity in America, but they go by other religions, and even some probably go by Christianity uh, throughout the world, such as in Syria, I know some. Um, I mean, I've seen reports uh, that uh, there are uh, branches of Christianity, or you know, that cl- there are branches of religions that claim to be rooted in Christianity that still take part in those sort of animal sacrifices and stuff. So um, it's not to say it doesn't still happen. I'm 
sure it does but um if you're gonna say you're holy righteous bible thumper in america why aren't you doing this if you're doing everything the bible tells you and you can abide by the old testament and the new when was the last time you slaughtered a cow when was the last time you slaughtered a goat where did you sprinkle all the blood from on none of that happens generally speaking with churches in america yet people thump their bibles and say no no you have to live by it all highly unlikely um, so, but that's what he's doing. He's sprinkled the blood on the people even now and um, saying that that's the blood of the covenant um, that they've agreed to enter into with the Lord. Verse 9, then Moses went up, also Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel. So, they've, they've agreed to, make, to keep the covenant. He's used the blood to uh, signify that it's the covenant is kept, that the contract is sealed, and now he's gone on up the mountain just like he was commanded to with the group that he was told to. Verse 10, and they saw the God of Israel, and there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of sapphire stone, and it was like the very heavens in its clarity. So, again, if how can you believe the whole, say you believe the whole Bible and you're living by the whole Bible when... Like I said, the New Testament says no one's seen God at any time. Yet you see here, they, they're they saying they saw God, they even saw his feet, and they see him surrounded by, looks sounds like a glorious appearance. Uh, um, a, a sapphire is blue, so um, a jewel tone blue uh, appearance clears the heavens around his feet. Um, verse 11, but on the nobles of the children of Israel, he did not lay his hand. So they saw God and they ate and drank. So again, how is it they're seeing God when the New Testament tells us, and not just Jesus, but Jesus also says, you've not seen God at any time, nor heard it or his form, heard his voice or seen his form is what Jesus says. But other parts of the New Testament says no one has seen God at any time. Yet you see here, they're saying they saw God. And um, even sat and ate and drank. Uh, and other parts of the Bible, uh, even in Genesis, say that people prepared meals for God and all of that. And that God ate with them and stuff. What sense would it make for God to create animals and then eat them? Um, and how could God, and Jesus says God is spirit. And Jesus says spirits don't have flesh and bones, as you see he has after he resurrected. So then how is a spirit eating and drinking? It just doesn't make sense that this is the Lord God Almighty, that they're interacting it with. Not to say they aren't interacting with something, some force, some entity. Uh, but it seems highly unlikely and it's contradictory to believe that it's God Almighty that they're interacting with. Maybe it's that angel that they're interacting with that's guiding them, that was assigned to them. Uh, but aren't the angels spirit beings also, at least according to religion? Uh, not according to the Bible, but according to religion. Verse 12, Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and be there, and I will give you tablets of stone and the law and commandments which I've written, that you may teach them. So, again, if, if they're only now receiving the tablets of the law, the Ten Commandments, as it were, um, and they hadn't been uh, written down yet, what's the book of the covenant that Moses read to them and that they agreed to? It doesn't quite make sense, um, except for it's 
editing, looking back and adding stuff and stuff that was, um, it's not the original thing. It's been tweaked, it seems to me. Um, because again, where is this Book of the Covenant? It's the first mention of it and its content isn't mentioned at all. And here and now, we're only now getting to where the Ten Commandments are even being given. So, all the other times where people uh, say condemned adultery, for 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 instance, why are you condemning it if it hasn't even been codified yet? Why? Where's the sin in it? How is Cain called a murderer if thou shalt not kill hadn't even been told yet, hadn't even been ordered yet? So it just doesn't make sense except for someone later added it and is is helping create this narrative. Um. And also, it says, then the Lord said to Moses, come up to me. I thought that's what they already did. He headed up there with the elders and they saw his feet, it said even. They saw at his feet the um, the sapphire appearance. So how is it now they're being told to come up uh, up the mountain again? But And saying there, so letting us know, it's not what he's giving them, them now. This message isn't where they were. It's not the same place. Verse 13, so Moses arose with his assistant Joshua and Moses went up to the mountain of God. So I'm not sure where they went up to before then since it says he, Moses went up in verse 9 with them. But they're now we're saying they're gone up again, I guess somewhere else, maybe even further up the mountain perhaps. But um, he's taking Joshua with him now. Um uh, where's his brother Aaron, the religious arm? I guess it'll get mentioned later. Verse 14, and he said to the elders, wait here for us until we come back to you. Indeed, Aaron and her are with you. If any man has difficulty, let him go to them. So, um, the, it seems Aaron and her, there, I was just wondering where he was at. Now you see where he's at. He's um, being left to sort of babysit the people, to monitor, keep, and manage the people. Um, but, I mean, that even seems strange and like someone looking back and writing it in because how did he know he'd be gone so long that they would need that? It it just doesn't quite make sense. But it's what it says happened. So he's gone up and um, left the others behind, the others who accompanied him up the mountain, to see the Lord, it says, to um, go and manage the people and sort of be their judges in the meantime. Verse 15, then Moses went up into the mountain and a cloud covered the mountain. So um, Moses went on further and now uh, he's being shrouded with the cloud. Verse 16, now the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. So, um, let's take this bit by bit. So now it says now, as if, as as if to say only now, not previously before this verse, but right now, the glory rested on the mountain. So, um, and Mount Sinai still exists. So it's in a part of the world you can go to if you want to. And it's saying the cloud covered it for six days. Um, and only on the seventh day did he call to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. So was this what happened that led up to Moses and the elders going up there? Doesn't seem likely since the elders were left behind in the previous verses. So now a week has gone by and on the seventh day, Moses is headed on up 
into the midst of the cloud. Verse 17, the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. So it sounds a lot like uh, Lord of the Rings, how they made uh, was it Sauron, Sauron, the 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 entity they were um basically battling against how they made him appear as fire on the mountain or as an eye on the mountain and uh, the fiery eye and all of that it seems that it's saying the glory of the lord the appearance the what surrounded him the illumination of him um was like a consuming fire so either it looked like flames or it was just saying or it's saying that it's very luminous and bright um let's see verse 18 so moses went into the midst of the cloud and went up into the mountain and moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights so it again it seems like parts of this was were added retrospectively because how would he know to leave the people to babysit uh the elders and aaron to babysit the people if he didn't know he'd be up there that long so it seems to me that was probably added later but even if it wasn't that's some incredible foresight to know oh i'm going to be gone a long time so go ahead and stay with the people and act as judge for them even though he wasn't told he was going to be gone for a long time even though he was he didn't know if god was calling him up the mountain just to give him a message and send him right back uh, but it it's what's written so we're just reading it as it's written and um it says for 40 days and 40 nights that part seems uh, at least brings to my mind the 40 days and uh of the of the fasting that jesus did when he began his um ministry in um you know um uh before he uh, when he really really um took his ministry in the full swing the 40 days in the wilderness not on a mountain uh, not necessarily even in the desert, but it says in the wilderness. And the wilderness can be a lot of things. The wilderness can actually even be deep space. Like, and we went over all that before how um, 40 days in space could just be a moment on Earth, which would make more sense for a human to go that long without eating. Even though it's all uh, uh, articles of faith to even believe any of it any of what's in the bible yet that's one way that it could make sense and it's one way that even makes could make sense in modern terms without any faith or religion at all considering when astronauts go out in the space as science says if you go beyond any common sense says if you go beyond the orbit of the sun you're no longer measuring time the same way because you're not orbiting the sun anymore it's not going by 24 hours to it takes to spin or 365 days it takes to go around the sun you've left that so the time wouldn't be measured the same way um but whatever the case may be so you see moses um up on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights uh uh communing with the deity entity the lord he's encountering and that actually ends this reading. That's the end of this chapter. I appreciate you checking it out with me. And as always, hope it was a blessing for you. And I hope you'll join me again. And we do the Old Testament readings to get a better understanding of what Jesus has to say. Um, as I personally identify, self-identify as Christian, red letter Christian specifically, focusing on the red letters of the Bible, the things Jesus had to say, or at least quotes attributed to Jesus. 
in the Bible. And like I always say, those are in only six books of the entire book of the Bible, of the 60 plus books. Only six of them have anything that Jesus even said, those red letters. So that's what we focus on on our Saturday readings. You can hear those past readings on this platform. Or if you're an adult, you can go to my platform, hungtgirl.com, and click on the links there to hear and see the past readings because sometimes it's visual uh, early on before I got deplatformed from other platforms. uh, We did it visually uh, also where you could read along with me there. But now it's just audio for now. So um, you can see those on the with the links, the body, mind, spirit and soul links, specifically the spirit and soul links, focusing on the naked truth and what we do here and its foundations of why we do it on those pages you can click the pictures and get videos to find out about the other parts of me the body and stuff uh you can get a membership make a donation or just enjoy the free content i appreciate all of the above thank you for all of the all of all of the above god bless you for all of the above and for joining me now stay safe and i'll see you next time peace be with you